0: Welcome aboard
1: the Battleship Pretension. I am Tyler Smith. I am David Bax. And thank you for listening, David. Uh, I always listen. How you doing? Do you really? Uh, no, I never listen to yeah, the show. I. And I barely listen to you talk while we're doing the show, <laughs> which I think you I know. Can't, I can't blame you
0: for that. Do you, do you ever hear me? Like, it's uh, no, mostly you, bullshit.
1: Do you know when I listen to the show? What's that? Like, when I actually listen to the podcast, if there's something we talked about in a movie journal that you saw that I haven't seen, oh, okay. and I see it, oh, I right. will often go back and get your thoughts again because I will realize that I wasn't entirely paying attention when you were talking and I didn't hear you, or that I just didn't, I wasn't hearing it correctly. It's not, it's not about you. It's about me being in my own head and being so worried about what's the next thing I'm going to say. Oh, boy. That's... Uh, listeners uh you were showing a surprising
0: amount behind the curtain here <laughs> yeah uh, oh yeah
1: i'm also as yeah uh people who listen to the movie journal episode this week know uh had a weird day at work it's yeah k- unfortunately carrying over yeah it's very, being very unprofessional here but it is carrying over to my ability to concentrate and organize my thoughts david you know you gotta we gotta be vulnerable here uh-huh. uh huh. that's what the
0: sponsors are paying us for yeah this okay. episode is brought to you by Mubi, a curated online cinema that brings its members a hand-picked selection of the best independent, international, and classic films. Every day, Mubi's curators introduce a new title and you have 30 days to watch it. That means there's always 30 wonderful films to enjoy all for only 4.99 a month. Plus, when you use their mobile apps, you can download films to watch offline. Available now are a number of Sundance favorites. Uh, you just went to Sundance, I was sick and couldn't. Yeah, I just Unfortunately. To Park um, City. So, uh, including, so some of the Sundance favorites they are showing right now include The Square, a documentary about the revolution in Egypt, and the winner of the Audience Award at Sundance in 2013. It also would go on to be nominated for an Oscar. Uh, also, Hal Hartley's debut, The Unbelievable Truth, featured at Sundance in 1990. Uh, these films and more are available at MUBI right now. And there is also a special offer for listeners of Battleship Pretension. You can try Movie free for a month. Just go to Movie.com. That's M U B I dot com slash battleship to redeem now
1: uh you know what someone told me about sundance what's that uh that i didn't know so first i knew that it before it was called sundance it was called the u.s film festival oh wow i, I knew that That's what i didn't know and also didn't look up kind of presumptuous I, I just uh <laughs> took this person's um word at face value was that the first couple years the sundance film festival was in like august or september and apparently it was Sidney Pollack who was at the time on, like, the board of directors. Because uh, when it was new, they were having trouble getting people to attend. Huh. And it was Sidney Pollock who said, let's have, let's have it during ski season. And so the slopes will be an enticement. People can come up to see movies and also go skiing on their vacation. Uh-huh. And apparently we have Sidney Pollock to thank for Sundance being in January. Now, are you putting quotes
0: around thank Because we're cold. Okay.
1: Oh, it was cold. But I also find like, I, uh, I remember when I moved to Los Angeles, I acclimated very quickly. You know, despite having spent uh, four winters in a row in Chicago, um, I very quickly became you know uh, Los Angeles wimp. Um, But I've found also that I reacclimate very quickly. Okay, good. So when it was like twenty five degrees in Park City, I was like, well, this is what I expected, and I was fine. Yeah, you know. Whereas when I'm here in Los Angeles and it's 55 degrees, I can't stop shaking and i want to like yeah. light things on fire like when i want to hover <laughs> on the fire and yeah. sing do well, songs got, like those guys at the beginning of rocky yeah i was gonna say uh, you've got that metal trash can inside yeah, your apartment yeah. that keeps you warm uh real quick before we introduce our guest i want to tell you about tweaked com, which is where you go for prof- professional quality earbuds in a variety of styles and colors uh they look great and they sound great uh we at battleship attention don't just uh Hawk them. We also use them. We also, also, member. also members. Uh, and um, they're available at a low low price over at com. But if you put in the extra effort and use the offer code pretension at checkout, you get one third off that already low low price and no shipping charges. That's tweaked audio.com offer code pretension. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about
0: all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners.
2: Start your confidence journey today with
0: bite.
1: Tyler, yes, who's our guest? Well, I'll tell you. Who is this?
0: What's going? <laughs> she's she's smiling at me as though she just showed up, <laughs> uh, or like she's looking in the window saying, "Hey, fellas, can you let me in?" Hey,
2: fellas, <laughs> can you let me in? Um,
0: yeah. So yeah. Uh, I forget. It's it's been it's with been within the last year. Yeah. Uh, that you were a guest. I don't remember exactly when it was, but. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, she has a, an album coming out soon, and so mm-hmm. I thought uh, she could come on and talk about that, among other things. It is uh, comedian Brandy Posey. Brandy, how are you doing?
2: I'm fantastic. It's good to be here. Thank you Absolutely. for coming back. Thanks for, for letting me in out of the not-so-cold. <laughs> out of the, the bitter L.A. cold, yeah. Yeah, like
0: 58 degrees.
2: Yeah, the yeah. mildly uncomfortable. <laughs> Thank you for letting
3: me in. The
0: windbreaker weather yeah. uh, that we live in. Now, I'm sure I asked you last time you were on the show, but where
2: are you from? I'm from Maryland, originally. Okay. Mm, like right um, smack dab between Baltimore and D.C. So, so it's uh, shut down there now, right? Yeah. It was. My dad was sending me photos of, yeah. uh, of all what happened. <laughs> and it is really intense. They haven't had a storm like that since 1996. And I remember that. St- I remember 1996 storm because we got like a week and a half off of school. Sweet. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's a, like when you're a kid and like, snow is so different from when you're an adult because I my dad my, it's funny because like my dad was like I shoveled seven times and I was like oh I'm sorry dad but when I was a kid I remember being like shoveling looks like fun
0: come yeah. on She's build me like, a it's like I don't have to open a textbook to
1: shovel snow yeah, <laughs> I
2: have so much energy because all I'm eating is sugar yeah. just like give it to me let's do it yeah.
1: How, uh, how long have you lived in Los Angeles?
2: Uh, just over nine years. January seventh okay. was my nine year anniversary.
1: And in oh. that time, yeah, nine years for me as well.
2: Oh,
0: right. nice.
1: Very exciting.
2: Mazel. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> I passed the ten year mark months ago. Yeah, oh. Yeah. Um, wait, no, you can't be at nine years. Two thousand seven, January two
3: thousand
1: seven. Huh. Huh. What? Well, yeah. Okay. I guess you're right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
0: No,
2: what a weird thing to okay. lie about if that was <laughs> a
1: lie. I'm
2: just my memory. Okay, it was
1: three months ago. I'm <laughs> sorry, <laughs> my memory is is uh-huh.
0: Um
2: But in that time, in that, in in that t- time that you
1: lived out here, mm-hmm. what's the longest you've gone without being in the snow? Ooh, uh I let you think because I asked because this winter yes. between Sundance and going to Big Bear a few weeks ago, I have seen more snow in this winter than, than I have in the wow. past ten years. And I so I did the math. And I think at one point I went five full years without being wow. in the snow. I just n- I just never went home. Yeah. when it was cold.
2: Well, I you I mean, uh, know. Global warming. So Maryland, this is Maryland. Usually doesn't get that much snow during the winter anymore. Mm -hmm. This was a this is a big anomaly for the last like five or six years. They haven't got they've gotten sprinkles, but nothing Mm -hmm. crazy. So it had been. I go home and I've been in the cold, but it's been. It's been. It's been been a while. (laughs) It's been a a
3: while.
2: I like
1: you. The phrase you were using was "It's been a while." And you yeah. didn't go with the stained <laughs> song. Yeah, no. it's been a while. You went with the it's been. Yeah,
2: I went with the it's been.
1: Uh, yeah, from of course, Bare Naked Ladies. PNL. That see, I like that you're switching it up. <laughs> yeah, I like. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that.
2: I saw Bare Naked Ladies in concert. Um, a, co- a friend of mine was in a band that opened for them, and I got to go see them at the Greek a couple years ago. How they oh, do? A couple
1: years ago? I thought yeah. you, oh no, I no I like thought you were like, like, say, like
2: relatively recently. Um, they were they were a blast because <laughs> they just made. fun. Fun of the fact that nobody was there to see them. Oh, and they oh, were they, they opening for? Uh, it was some guy that was a runner-up for American Idol. Okay, uh, one of those Adams or somebody. one of the Adams. I, yeah. yeah, I couldn't tell you the guy's name, but my friend says
1: it was a drummer. Was it Daughtry? Mm. I think his name is Chris, but he performs <laughs> under the name Daughtry. Oh, I don't oh, okay. care for that. That's the, the. I watched one season of American Idol. Yeah, and he won. No, he didn't win. Oh, okay. Uh, Taylor Hicks yeah. won. Oh, oh, all right, so. oh. Soul Patrol. Taylor Hicks. You
2: you know so much about American Idol. (laughs) I know a lot
1: about this one season of American Idol. Yeah. Soul Patrol, (laughs) Daughtry, uh, I don't know. Maybe that's it. Others. Yeah, Kelly probably. Pickler might have been that season. Uh, Clarkson.
2: It was her name.
3: That's. Uh, <laughs> I think I know my <laughs> I know. from American
2: Idol.
0: Thank you very yeah, much. I
2: know from Justin to Kelly. Uh-huh. That's all I know. <laughs> and only the movie. American
1: Idol. That's the show that launched that movie, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they were one and done on American Idol-inspired movies. Yeah, well, were considering, like it's like, well, what would the next one be? Almost
0: like a Laurel and Hardy kind of thing with uh, Ruben <laughs> Stuttered and Clay Aiken? He's well, these are only getting better. Uh, yeah, I would love that. that. That would be pretty good, actually. I would like that.
2: Yeah, yeah Paula and Simon, <laughs> just like them in a waiting room. <laughs> Not scripted, just Paul, like uh-huh. Simon just dealing with her in real time uh-huh. without the cameras on.
0: Just rolls his eyes like... 80 times over the course of the film. Yeah. All right. Where are we? I forget.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, we talked about snow. Yes. Yes. And I wanted to talk about, I wanted to make things uh, real serious and real uncomfortable. No, I I wanted to talk about, we've talked the past two weeks, I guess at this point Mm -hmm. about um, the hashtag Oscar, so white controversy, Mm -hmm. the lack of diversity and this that marks the first of 800 times in the next 10 minutes. You're going to hear the word diversity. It is not <laughs> my fault Yeah. because I am going to, what has changed since the last uh, recording. We're mm-hmm. not just rehashing this topic is um, changes have been made to the Academy's uh, membership policies and mm-hmm. recruitment policies. And so I wanted to talk about that. And yes. that's, I have open, I'm not going to read all of it because it's kind of long, but the, uh, the actual press release from the Academy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, I Before we get into those, I do want to talk about the word diversity mm. and how it has been so limited now by this debate. Now, the word diversity, which means a lot of different things yeah. in the dictionary, now yeah. specifically means racial diversity. Yeah, Because mm-hmm. like, they talk about, like, uh, here, the board's goal is to commit to doubling the number of women and diverse members of the Academy by 2020. Like... Five years ago, before, uh, you know, there Mm -hmm. were people, uh, like me, uh, SJW and all over the, uh, the Twitters, um that sentence would make no sense. Yeah. But now we have taken the word diverse to mean yeah. this one very limited thing. And as a fan of the English language, I'm kind of bummed out by that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, it's also weird that it's always so weird to me that like women are included in diversity because we're literally half the population. Yeah. Like we, we aren't a minority. We're actually, I think a
0: majority. Yeah, I think it's 51%. <laughs> right. yeah, I think yeah. There's yeah. literally
2: more of us. It's just, it's always so weird to me when it's like, mm, but um, we can have a woman, a woman will be there. It's yeah. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's so it, many. But It is a problem. I mean, like even compared to the national, like the workforce of America, on average, uh, Hollywood is way out of whack in terms of of men and women. And that is, uh, it's really great that there have been, um, people shining a light on that in the Mm -hmm. past, uh, year or two with the, uh, uh, you know, the shit women say to, or shit mm-hmm. people say to women film directors, uh, Tumblr, which I yeah. love. Oh, and, I don't uh, think I, I, don't think I've seen that. Uh, yeah, it's, um, mm-hmm. it's sometimes hilarious and sometimes infuriating and sometimes kind of both at the same time. And yeah. you know, my, my first thought, and I know I,
0: this is, this probably plays into it. My first thought I was like, so like, what is that? Uh, Catherine Bigelow and uh, Penny Marshall. <laughs> so is it right? It should just be shit women, shit people say to, Catherine Bigelow and Penny Marshall, right? Yeah. yeah. How many, um, how many others are there? There are many. Well, but yeah, nobody the, knows the about.
1: Tumblr has expanded to include, uh, any, uh, female member of the, of filmmaking. Group. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and, and people just submit their own personal mm-hmm. stories, uh, anonymously.
2: It's also like crazy too. Cause I mean, there are so many films that are directed by women that I'd never even realized until a couple years ago. Cause like Billy Madison was directed by a woman. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, uh, What's the, there's another crazy comedy from that time period. That Wayne's was, World. Wayne's World. Yeah, uh, I think the same person directed both of those. Um, well, who's um, um
1: no who did uh, the Beastie
2: Boy guy's wife direct? He's a director, and then also Penelope Spheris. Spheris. Um Gosh, yeah. I don't recall. Um, yeah,
1: uh, who did Billy Madison? That's gonna bug me.
2: I'm pretty sure that's that's. Uh, What's his name from the Beastie Boys' wife? I hate and she's yeah she's a director and she's done a couple of big things. Tamra Davis. Tamra Davis. That's yes. right. Yeah, and, and that blew my mind. I was like, oh shit, these movies are directed by <laughs> yeah two classic comedies. Are like like you know, like why do I know? What yeah, do I, yeah. Why and do of course, I know there's that? Amy Heckling. Amy Heckling. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: who's also made mm-hmm. Clueless. Clueless, which is a classic comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, well, and
0: I'm like super progressive because mm-hmm. my favorite movie last year was directed by a woman. My favorite year, my favorite movie the year before was directed by a woman. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, you went ahead I'm, of the I'm curve. doing
1: okay. Yeah. I'm doing okay. Crushing it. Yeah. So. but the Oscars in terms of Oscar, especially the acting categories, which is what the Oscars, That's what it's about, right? What, what the Oscars so white campaign has been about is specifically the actor, acting categories because there are twenty <coughs> acting nominees and they yeah. are all white. Uh, but the Oscars have a built-in Quote unquote diversity thing when it comes to gender because they Mm -hmm. literally split half and half. Yeah. Um, Yeah, they
2: couldn't. I mean, if they could get, give Best Actress to a man, they, they would probably
0: try. Yeah. <laughs> I could, yeah. It's just like, it's like ah, well, in the Best Actor category, there's like eight really good contenders. Yeah. Ah, let's <laughs> let us <laughs> Michael B. Jordan over an actress and just see if anyone notices. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. It's fine. I'm actually surprised they didn't make Eddie Redmayne an actor, actress in the leading role.
0: You well, oh, yeah. It, yeah. That reminds me of, uh, <laughs> I remember, um, was it at uh, J... Oh my gosh! Jay Davidson. Jay Davidson. That's mm-hmm. right. Um, for the Crying Game, mm-hmm. he was nominated for supporting actor, and I remember a lot of people were like just by nominating him in that category, you're ruining the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yep. I remember thinking that was interesting, but uh, yeah, and then. Yeah. Um, and then Linda Hunt, mm-hmm. one best supporting actress for playing a male character, and yeah. I understand like she is an actress, yeah. a female actor, so right. it, it makes sense. But it's it's so interesting. And then but so uh, did
1: Jared Leto. Like I mean, he he played a trans character who identified mm-hmm. as a woman. Yeah. yeah. So they but he won it for best supporting actor. And yeah, then yeah. Uh,
0: Felicity Huffman was nominated for actress mm-hmm. for Trans America. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's I understand, but like yeah, what, yeah. what happens? Like, when it's something like if, if, uh, is it Maya Taylor, uh, so. from Tangerine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, who, by the way, is nominated for a BP award for yes. Best supporting actress. But if you don't, you if know. you
1: don't know, uh, and your initials are BP. Yeah, they are. Oh, yes. Like so the gas our, station. Uh, <laughs> and also like Battleship Retention. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we do our own yearly uh, a- awards. Oh, cool. Uh, called the BPs. Yeah. I ran into cool. our friend uh, and member of the BP's voting committee, uh, Pat Healy, at oh, Sundance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey, we were pretty diverse, huh?
0: <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: we did all right. Yeah. <laughs> we did all Awesome. Right. <laughs> um,
1: all right. I want to get back into this press release. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot to cherry pick from here that okay. is uh, that is um, going to be fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, Academy President Cheryl Boone Isaacs, who is a totally diverse member of the Academy, by the way. Yeah. Oh my uh, gosh. And she's both female and black. Is she? Um, is she gay? Because that's a trifecta. Yeah. Yeah. Right um, there. Oh, Patrick. So, um, <laughs> I love that word. But <laughs> good so on the Academy for not being like. Come on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) that's true. That is true. It would have been really easy. It reminds me, and I know we've got
0: stuff to get to. I'm sorry. It reminds me of when um, the time limit. Roger Ebert got a lot of shit for. um, Oh yeah, for uh, his review of Diary Diary of of a Mad Black Woman, and Mm -hmm. a lot of people. And as it happens, I worked at a blockbuster in Chicago at the time, and the vast majority of the staff was black, and the vast majority of the. of the customer base was black. And so I actually heard a lot of people complaining about him and actually saying that they thought he was a little bit racist and they just didn't. And, and I pointed out, it's like, well, you know, he's got a, his wife is black, right? Yeah. And yeah. the thing is, I said that Roger Ebert never said that. Yeah. He never used his wife who mm-hmm. he loves. Yeah.
1: He, could've, he could've could have, he could have
0: played that card and shut and probably shut some people up, but yeah. he didn't. Yeah. He was a class act. yeah mm-hmm. I like that a lot.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Cheryl Boon Isaacs class act, mm-hmm. um, says the Academy is going to lead and not wait for the industry to catch up, which I think is, I'm glad she said that. That's specifically addressing what we talked about on the show yes. last week, which is that the, the the problem is deeper, has deeper yes, roots. That that just, is a, a sentiment okay. I can get behind.
2: Yeah, it's more it's more the fact that the roles aren't there than it is that yeah, they were yeah. nominated,
1: yeah, which yeah, is I, yeah, I, I, yeah I, do, I definitely think that. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, these uh, new measures will have an immediate mm-hmm. impact, which is something else. Um, that. Uh, We'll, we'll be talking about uh, in a second. So beginning later this year, each new member's voting status will last 10 years and will be re- will be renewed if that member has been active in motion pictures during that decade. Mm-hmm. In addition, members will receive lifetime voting rights after three 10-year terms or if they have won or been nominated for an Academy Award. So basically, the gist of that is that membership can expire
2: now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you have to be relevant. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. And this this is the thing that... So, this is, I think, more than because there are also we'll talk about there are also uh, changes to the recruitment process. Mm-hmm. But when she talks about ha- wanting to have an immediate impact, mm-hmm. I feel like this is what she's talking about. Yeah. This is intentionally forcing out the most out of touch part yeah. of the Academy. And uh, I'm for it in terms of what they're going for. A part of me also feels bad for these people. Uh, I will say this. Mm hmm. I would say it forces out the most
0: theoretically out-of-touch people. We don't know. No, yeah, It's entirely possible that these yeah. people voted for Michael yeah. B. Jordan. They voted for Straight Outta Compton. We don't actually know
1: yeah. that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. No, I just you, wanted you to make, say You that. make a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a little bit ageist, let me suggest. It is a little to bit. To think in those terms.
1: It is uh, a little bit. Uh, yeah, and I... Um, I think the Academy at this point does not care about that. They would rather be a little bit ageist uh, in mm-hmm. the pursuit of addressing this yeah. uh, issue as soon as possible. Well, if there's one thing that,
0: that Hollywood can always get behind, it's
1: youth before anything else.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's got
2: some YouTube stars in the Academy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but
1: that's God. what they did in, uh, in like the 60s and early 70s. They changed the recruitment to try and get more young people yeah, uh, mm. and now they're essentially doing the same thing to try and get more diverse and female people. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah. Makes uh, sense.
1: I was going to say something. Just now I forgot what
0: it was. I'm reminded <laughs> by the way, uh, speaking of your, of your thoughts on the, the, the idea of, uh, sorry, the word diversity. I'm reminded of a one, one of my favorite jokes ever by Nick Kroll years ago. Yeah. And he said, he went to somebody in the audience, Brandy, I'll go to you. Okay. Uh, Brandy, what's your favorite color? Mm, mine's diversity. You're a racist. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that was a, a wonderful thing. That's really thing. funny. <laughs> a joke that
1: has only gotten more relevant yeah. uh, since he said it. So, uh, so this is what uh, um, what I think is really interesting about these these moves is that they are clearly having an eye on they want to make moves to the Academy that have an effect on who the nominees are next year, not five years down the line or or, or 10 years down the line. They Mm -hmm. want next year year. to have uh, a a more diverse uh, nominee pool. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like I have thoughts on that, that uh, I feel like I might disagree with Tyler on that. I don't know where it's uh, possible um, Yeah, because to me, I guess, and this could, we were talking about this off mic uh, full disclosure and Brandy, you were saying that you don't care about the Oscars. Yeah, I, I don't,
2: <laughs> to me. I, I don't, I'm a comedian. Um, apparently everyone that I, if you don't have respect for what I do and like what my peers do, then mm. go fuck off. Right. Right. <laughs> Honestly, <Yeah. laughs> I'm sorry. Like whenever I watch the golden globes and like what I see, what like, people think comedies are sure, and they yeah. don't even like the Martian and then they get, that gets nominated. I'm like, okay, all right. You don't yeah. matter to me. Yeah, I would block the Academy Awards on Facebook if they were, <laughs> if I was friends <laughs> with them, it'd be like, I'm not interested in what you have to say block. <laughs> so yeah,
0: but you would not want them to follow you because you want them to see what you have to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I know how it works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
1: my point in regards to that yes. is if they have, Proven mm-hmm. for decades, for close to a century, that they are very bad at awarding actual quality. Yeah, why not change their purview to be about uh, diversity or whatever? Why yeah. they're they're not doing any good at the thing they're supposedly trying to do?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Why not do this other thing if they could be better at it? Yeah. To me, what are you losing? And I, this is where I feel like Tyler and I, and I might disagree. It is
0: interesting that you put it in that. In those terms, because I think I might be inclined to uh, somewhat agree with you Um, because my big issue with this. And I, and I will, I'll, I'll preemptively address this. Uh, listeners, I know that you guys are <laughs> tired of hearing about this.
2: Oh, no,
1: <laughs> what was that? No, they're not. You don't think so? Oh, there was that one lady. <laughs> That's true. On, uh, did you I, We got a comment on the website that, oh, it made my day. I'm sure it did. Because Ooh. last week I talked about, uh, white privilege. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I guess. I tend to talk about that a lot. And I guess I also tend to talk about Comic-Con a yeah, lot. Those uh-huh. are the two things and we talk about yeah, someone <laughs> said, I would rather listen to David... <laughs> spend 500 hours talking about the lines at comic-con and listen to another lecture on white privilege. And I was like, if these two topics are my legacy, my work here is done. And then I mean, somebody else had said they'd
0: rather hear us talk for hours, uh, about our fantasy Oscar draft, than talk for one minute about comic-con. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> I think we know That's what we need to scale. Do.
2: I think yeah. that comic-con and, and, uh, white privilege are almost a perfect circle. Venn diagram also <laughs> like it's, they cross over pretty that is 100%
0: hard. 100% overlap.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, yeah uh it's so i i so listeners i know that you're probably tired of hearing about this but at the same time and we're not necessarily a, we're not a movie news podcast or anything mm-hmm. like this but this is important stuff and i think that this, hollywood
1: is, i think is the silent majority of our listeners actually do enjoy this i hope so i yeah. hope so. um and
0: and i also know listeners that a lot of you don't line up with me and i'm not I don't say this shit to be an asshole. You know, I just, I, I try to look at it from different angles. Even if I arrive at the same place as, as David, Mm -hmm. um, I want, I don't want to be in a rush to get there. Not to imply that you are David. Um, but I know a lot of other people are, uh, they're very quick. It's very easy to say, to say, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. the Oscars are racist. Uh, and by saying it clearly I'm not right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a big, I feel like that's a thing that happens. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I, I was saying off mic that I think that we shouldn't be allowed to have award shows in the same year as elections. Like, because we turn everything into a football game uh-huh. and it's sides versus sides. Yeah. And it's yeah. not about who's right or wrong, it's about the discussion and finding, like, a thing in between. You yeah. know, like, are the Oscars intentionally racist? No, right. Yeah. There's like five guys that are definitely, <laughs> but <laughs> right. hopefully they're gone. Uh, by um, five
1: guys? You mean the the burger chain? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they <right>. own Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, it's. I think it's probably more like. You just gotta make these guys just all if you're in the academy, you just gotta get on Tumblr and like learn a thing or two. I think I think yeah, that's yeah. what needs to happen. Yeah. Like you gotta read some blog posts mm-hmm. and kinda just like it like it's more of finding an empathy and being um act proactive in in seeing the world a little bit differently than yourself, I think yeah. is what it is more yeah. than anything.
1: Well yeah. we, we were talking about the idea of the older members being Mm-hmm. Theoretically, the most out of touch. Mm-hmm. But I think what we've seen from uh, some recent uh, mm-hmm. actors is that being super famous kind of makes you out of touch. No yeah. question, no matter what. You okay. know, I don't think. Uh, I don't think you know. Uh, like the things that Kristen Stewart was trying to say when she uh, stuck mm-hmm. her foot in her mouth, I think she just maybe didn't. Yeah, uh, I think that's just her being out of touch. I don't think she's a, a yeah, hateful it, person.
2: If you're famous, you're crazy, and right. we shouldn't <laughs> listen to crazy people.
1: <laughs> or the other thing that happened, which isn't about this, but yeah. Joseph Fiennes being cast as Michael Jackson, which is so weird. Ooh boy. Yeah. And, but it's like, so <laughs> yes, the people who the director yes. and producers who cast him, that's a weird choice. But also Joseph Fiennes said yes to this. Like yeah. that's weird too. There's a right? number of reasons why that's weird. Not the least of which is
0: Joseph finds isn't that good of an actor. <laughs> no, like no. it's, uh, there's a number of people like there, if you <laughs> yeah. if you're hell bent on casting a white guy there's any number of white guys that could do a better job. Danny DeVito.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. I would love to see Danny DeVito as Michael Jackson. Yeah. That...
0: You really go like that Bob Dylan thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, we
2: can make that ago. happen. Yeah. <laughs> Kate Blanchett. She's gonna play... There you go. She'd there be you a know. fantastic Michael Jackson. <gasps> no question about it. I would love to see that. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly think a white woman would be, do a better job at playing Michael Jackson. Sure. <laughs> Nicole honestly. Kidman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Nicole Kidman would be great. Yeah. He'd probably um, be really stoked about that, actually. Look how translucent and she is.
0: Uh-huh. That's
2: what i always That's wanted to be <laughs>
0: um, so yeah
2: here's
0: uh here's some of the stuff that i was thinking about over the last week looking at these changes and stuff the thing and there's, one thing there's a couple have, more
1: changes we have to talk about right
0: the thing that i have come to is that while i may not be happy with some of the some of the the conclusions or even some of the ways that people arrive mm-hmm. if this in the same way that um that we've talked about the Oscars are so often bullshit, mm-hmm. but every once in a while mm-hmm. they'll nominate Winter's Bone, yeah uh-huh. or Beast of the Southern Wild mm-hmm. or something like that that wouldn't have gotten any yeah. really any attention mm-hmm. but the Oscars nominate and suddenly what uh who yeah. is this actress who is this mm-hmm. uh, who is this filmmaker mm-hmm. and you know Jennifer Lawrence has a career because I think yeah. she was she was nominated for winter's mm-hmm. Bone, yeah and
2: like uh, Lupita Nyong'o.
0: Yeah, did uh, do that right? Uh, I Nyong'o. I Nyong'o. Oh goddamn! Um, <laughs> God, you're such a racist. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. So it's yeah. It's, that is what the Oscars can do. Mm-hmm. And so, if doing this can, I don't know if it can further. To me, like what's yeah. more important is different viewpoints movies being made from different viewpoints, whether it be, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, that, uh, that tiny minority women Mm -hmm. or, (laughs) uh, or African American or (laughs) Latino or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Gay, poor. Mm-hmm. Gay, poor, I feel like is going to be an interesting one. I feel like yeah. how on earth would Hollywood <laughs> find
1: those people? Yeah, we need to have more more <laughs> people making movies. <laughs> yeah. I
2: going to see a guy accepting an Oscar with a rope belt. <laughs> I would love that. Um, I'm going to melt this down.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, do feed, you guys know the street value of this?
2: Feed my family through the
0: winter. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you start going Sling Blade at the end there? Yeah. Uh-huh.
2: I was thinking about Grizzly Adams. Honestly. Oh, God rest his soul.
0: I know. Um, and so if this winds up with that, then as mm-hmm. a critic, I'm happy. Yeah. But I do, just in general, there are some things that, they, they didn't even set off alarms, but they did get to me. One thing is that, and this is, this is the, the critic in me,
3: mm-hmm.
0: I love actors. Yeah. I love good acting. Why are we only fo- focusing on those four categories? Yeah. Why aren't we happy? And mm-hmm. I said this a couple weeks ago. Why aren't we happy that uh, Alejandro Inarritu mm-hmm. has been nominated two years in a row and won last year, yeah. both for director and screenplay? Why aren't we happy about that? Yeah, that's an exciting thing. And by the way, he mm-hmm. won a year after Alfonso Cuaron won,
2: mm-hmm. that's true.
0: Uh, beating out black director Steve McQueen mm-hmm. for Twelve Years a Slave, which yeah. won who who screenwriter, a black guy, won best screenplay. Mm-hmm. Like, why aren't we happy about that? Is is it literally? I feel like I understand that. You know, we tend to focus on what's most visible, and mm-hmm. that's the actors. So yeah. I, I recognize that, but part of me is just like, it's exciting that that Gier- like Guillermo del Toro and Alfonso Coron
1: and mm-hmm. uh, Inuyu, who and who Emmanuel came up, Lubezki and Emmanuel, and like, the just, cinematography, yeah. yeah, who's won. That's, two. A good, that's an interesting point. Yeah, that is he won an point. Oscar <laughs> twice
0: in a row. Yeah. He, it's entirely possible he could win a third Oscar this year for The Revenant. That's yeah. exciting.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
0: excited, like, and and you know the 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 autourist in me mm-hmm. uh, is just like. Hello? Directors are, they may not be the most powerful, but artistically, they're, most po- they're the most powerful. Yeah. And this is a, a good time for that yeah. right now. Ryan Coogler, yes, he wasn't nominated for Creed, but he's going to be directing uh, The Black Panther. And that will open up any yeah. number of opportunities for him. That's exciting. I'm happy about that. But no one, I just... It's only the four categories that pay attention It's only to. the four categories. And again, I understand, like... Actors are the face of the movie, Yeah. so I do get that. But I feel like there's something to be said not not even just for nominations uh, or or wins, mm-hmm. but just looking at. And I don't like to use the term "how far we've come," but considering that, as I, as I, to repeat myself from a couple weeks ago, the InuRitu is now he's like David O. Russell in that if he makes a movie, it's immediately yeah a possibility that it will be not that he will be nominated for an oscar he has reached that level in his career and that's rare that's a- and that's exciting i think
1: i think uh, yeah I, and uh, to I don't want to say to clarify. I don't want to clarify your point okay. because that's it's your point. I'll do what but I want. To my point of that is, can that
2: you muddle his point? <laughs> <laughs> can you muddy the water? Yeah.
1: What I don't want to sound like I'm trying to say here, or, or, or in a, in agreeing with you, I don't want to sound like I'm saying isn't that enough. Right. But I do want to sound that. I do want to say, yeah. Why aren't we saying that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it might be helpful to point at uh, more. Uh, diversity yeah. in the uh, categories outside the acting ones. In the last, I years, don't think it excuses yeah. um, the the whiteness of the uh, of the acting yeah. categories. In
0: the last two years, Ang Lee has won Best Director twice. Mm-hmm. Like that's in the last how many. Uh, did I say two? You said two years. Sorry, 10 years. I don't think that's true. In the last yeah. 10 years, he's won Best Director twice.
1: Um, that reminds me, did you see there was a thing going on on the internet where someone took like the posters for all of the Best Picture nominees and removed the white people? Mm-hmm. So in most cases, it was just an empty poster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the one that puzzled me is the Hateful Eight one where they just left Samuel Jackson in. Mm-hmm. They took out Damian Bashir. It seems like.
0: And I do wonder if, if I might uh, extract. Mm-hmm. Uh, Explore things. It does seem to be that pe- when people talk about this, they are talking primarily about black actors. Yeah, they don't. They're not talking about Damian Bashir, who mm-hmm. was nominated a few years ago. Yeah, uh, they don't talk about a, you know Asian directors or actors mm-hmm. like Ken Wan Nabi or mm-hmm. Rinko Kikuchi or something like that. They tend to only be talking about African American.
1: Mm-hmm. That's interesting.
0: I don't know. I find that interesting.
2: Well, we are. I mean, it is also. I think. It's also been such a bloody horrible year for African Americans in yeah, general. Right. I just think it's yeah. just like that's the most uh, that race feels the most public indignity all yeah. the time. So I think it's just one more like one more thing after another. Like it, it's if the wound wasn't already so open, mm-hmm. then I don't think it would it wouldn't be a thing that was pushed quite so hard. But I feel you like know?
0: A, uh, immigration is talked about so much that that's I true. feel like there's probably. Uh, a certain stigma to um,
2: yeah, but there isn't like video of immigrants being
0: murdered all the time. Yes. Yes. I
2: think yes. if I think if that if those videos start surfacing, because um, yeah. I'm sure they exist. Um, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> did you Trump 2016? This is well, yeah. To get into, real, <laughs> yeah. not, I don't want to get into the presidential race, but I did read a thing uh, recently that compared the last, the most recent GOP debate with the most recent uh, Democrat debate mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. picked certain words. And like the word immigration came up 15 times in the GOP de- debate yeah. and two times in the Democratic debate. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas the word climate came up like seven times in the Democratic debate right. and zero times in the GOP yeah. debate. Yeah. Uh, that is really interesting that uh, you, you say immigration is a big issue. It's weird how how yeah. unbalanced mm-hmm. it is. But that's also part of the 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 way primaries work is that yeah. both mm-hmm. parties are just playing to their base right now yeah. until the general election anyway. And anyway. for the record. Since we're doing hashtag Oscars
0: so white, uh-huh. it's about as white as those Democratic primaries. <laughs> yeah, just want to put that out there. Oh,
2: without a doubt. <laughs> we got
0: uh, on the other side. We got an African American, mm-hmm. two Latinos, woman. Yeah. Uh And regardless what you might think of them, good for us. Yeah. And and, and at, and at <laughs> no point fair, have, yeah. and at no point have I felt uh, that there's a tokenism there either. Sometimes mm-hmm. I have felt that on mm-hmm. on the Republican side. Yeah. And not this time. No, I think everybody
2: is there saying. Different, different, crazy things.
0: <laughs> sure, <laughs> <Okay. Yeah>. uh, <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine. I don't. Yeah. I'm not. I don't stand behind all of them. No, I know. Um,
1: <laughs> um, the last little bit of this, but then we can move on. That I want okay. to talk about is that um, they are. Well, this this is very vague. It says at the same time the academy will supplement the traditional process in which current members sponsor new members. Um, so, but apparently uh, they're seeking out new young diverse and female members uh and also i think there's something about how uh i think it's going to become um possible for someone to essentially submit them uh, apply Mm -hmm. which has never been the case before you've always had to To be asked yeah or to be sponsored by someone who's already a member i think uh and then they're also um adding new uh seats on the board and in other committees um which i'm guessing they're planning on making those yeah.
3: diverse
1: mm-hmm. uh, yeah. as well um so that's i uh, i wanted to, uh, i'm glad we got got through that cuz i find it very uh very interesting i find myself in this, in a weird roundabout way, caring more about the Oscars than I have mm-hmm. uh, in a long time. Well, it's the,
0: it's the most relevant they've been in a while, in a way. Yeah. You no, know, no, no. Culturally, yeah. I mean.
2: Do you, how do you what the hell is Chris Rock gonna do? Like, what, yeah. have you guys talked about that? Like, what he is in? Such well, a I don't. Weird... I haven't talked to Chris Rock
1: about it. Yeah. As I just
2: feel like he's in such a weird spot, <laughs> like having to host this and having this happening and have him be like, you know, the black host who's like done some of his finest work about yeah. race, yeah, like. He's just got to be sitting there, like, what? How far can I push this? Because also that room doesn't, the Oscar room never likes getting made fun of.
1: Like, yeah, hosts and they didn't like him the first time. No, they yeah, didn't. do you remember the bit? He did a great bit the first time. Yeah. that sp- spoke to this. He went to a movie theater in a black neighborhood and asked yeah. people if they'd seen any of the Oscar nominees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and most of them hadn't. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. Bit that has become much more relevant. <laughs> much more relevant. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yes, it's gonna. So I'm, I'm. I'm going to watch mostly just for him, just to be like, what? I just, I wish, I wish we text. I wish I texted with Chris Rock, just like, just like, (laughs) no. Well, maybe he'll pull a um, uh, who was the idiot that was high a couple years ago when he hosted? What's that guy's name? Franco. Franco. Maybe he'll just pull a Franco and just be like, I can't be straight for this. I need to just like get through it and get the paycheck and get yeah.
0: out. I feel like there's got to, there's going to be so much pressure on him Yeah, that every joke is going to have to be just yeah. sharp as hell. And yeah. it's just like, and he's sharp mm-hmm. he's, he's oh, he in is. my opinion, one, one of the best sharp. comedians yeah. working. Mm-hmm. And even though he's, and I feel like a lot of comedians when they get really successful, yeah, I feel like their material material gets worse. I feel like his has gotten better as he's gotten more well, successful.
2: Well, he he still goes to like clubs and works yeah. it out. I mean, yeah. he's made a very conscious <laughs> choice of being like, no, I don't care about that. I need to work and I need to make it. like he he's yeah. he's very much a craftsman about it. Yeah. In a way that a lot
0: of them give up. So I think it's yeah, going to be very sharp. But- yeah. I feel like if he makes one joke that's even mildly just innocuous, people yeah. are gonna be like, "Oh, he could have done more with that." I just like no. don't
2: want what what do him and Bruce Falange talk about? <laughs> just like the two of those guys in her room, <laughs> just like I can't like I don't even know how they look at each other. <laughs> I don't even know how that works. But you know that's actually uh, like I know
1: we're joking here, but yeah. that's actually something like as great as 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 fresh as uh, as funny as Chris Rock always is. Yeah, I think there is part of an. Old school comedian vibe to him in terms of like his uh, I don't know like uh, work ethic -hmm. or -hmm. his his values as a comedian I think are rooted in an older school and I think that's possibly what's helped him because I've I've Mm -hmm. seen people in the people who are sort of I don't want to name names but certain. Alt comedy mm-hmm. sacred cows have. Yeah. Are you take- talking about Brandy Posey? <laughs> uh, not yet. We'll see. Um, <laughs> take me down. You, a peg. you they keep at it, Brandy.
2: There are certain. <laughs> oh, my God. You patted my head when you said that.
3: Thank you.
1: <laughs> there are certain uh, alt comedy notables who have taken their success and used it to become more like elder statesmen, maybe a little earlier than they've earned oh, and, and are yeah. way too quick to lecture. Yeah. I think.
2: I mean like when you're only resting on your laurels you're going to get bed sores. Yeah. And, uh, oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so yeah there are a couple of uh, people that I was once really big fans of that have kind of uh, bothered me in that sense and Chris Rock has never become that because yes. he's He's always a stand up first.
0: Yeah. I'm though, curious to know exactly who you're talking about. I think I know who you're talking is about. Is this
1: someone that we, well, I mean, I, <laughs> no, I it's not have. Not anyone we've had on the show. Okay. Is it anyone oh, that we well, are there, ever in danger there, of having on the show? There's one who's been on the show who's close. Uh, but um, the the main one I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. 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 Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. reading his uh, I was
0: reading his tweets tonight. So edgy. Oh, God.
2: Ugh. Like, you just roll my eyes every time. Yeah.
0: Ugh. It's like, "Oh my gosh, you're you're tweeting about a debate of, of the party you're not a part of." Mm-hmm. This is going to be really good.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Can't wait. Still okay. following. Well, listeners
0: don't know who we're talking. I still following them,
2: though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yep. You know. Oh, I stopped a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> For we'll talk
3: about there. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, no. I mean, it's going to be just interesting to see Chris Rock like toe that line. You yeah. know, in a room that does not like getting made fun of. Like at least like the Golden Globes, you can like make fun of people yeah. in that room, and people get that that's a part of it. The like, Oscars we hold this such like a lofty thing that it's almost right. like. I don't think anybody they're li- Well they obviously Don't like comedy Because they don't Nominate comedy So yeah. they don't know Why they want comedians well, To host
1: it And that's the other thing <laughs> That's true It's like other, you
2: don't You hate us Why yeah. do you want us here
1: The other thing That happened the last time Chris Rock hosted mm-hmm. Was he made fun of Jude Law yeah. And Sean yeah. Penn Showed no sense Of humor yeah. whatsoever <laughs> yeah. But he had what to get that? up And Ugh. defend Oh boy Ugh, it's, I hate
0: Sean is, Penn <laughs> I, I'm not a huge fan Of him myself For reasons that are Very strange
1: But he what? found El Chapo He went out there
2: Hey look What Who's do you that? uh look man you beat up madonna i'm sorry you're dead to me like i don't care what you do like you're yeah. a bad person you don't yeah, beat madonna well, you don't acor- beat anybody I, I, but you uh, don't fucking yeah,
1: according to madonna it never happened now i don't know uh, but, uh,
2: yeah well whatever I, I he just one time he tried to buy me a drink and i said no thanks sean penn i refused i refused uh him buying me a drink is is that actually where true? Was yeah that's actually true this? wow uh i i i My first gig in LA, Uh uh, I was a seat filler for the Pam Anderson Roast. Oh wow! And at the Pam Anderson roast, I was awesome. I zeroed in on a table that had Dom Herrera and Lewis Black there, and I was like, "I'm going to sit at the table because I'm going to be friends with those guys. That's what Uh I want to do." So these two like gals were sitting there that were like assistants or whatever, and they got up to the bathroom, go to cocaine or whatever. So I like ran in, sat down, and like they were like, "Oh hey, what's what's your name? Who are you?" And I was like, "Oh cool, I'm Brandy. I'm from um from Maryland, but I go to college in Philly." And like Dom's from Philly, and Uh Lewis is from Maryland, and they were and like then Andy Dixon did something stupid on stage. So uh-huh. I just like made fun of him and they were like, oh, she can hang. This is cool. <laughs> so we like, I, the girls came back and they were like, how about you guys go find another table? And they nice. sent them
0: away. Oh, your plan worked.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. No, I became like buddies with them.
0: You and did what so many people wish they could do. Yeah. I'm, gl- it off. I'm a blast. <laughs> this is my favorite story.
2: Yeah, oh, oh, it's, it's awesome. So I like. And, and I'm up, a
1: huge Dom Herrera fan. Uh, I like Lewis
2: Black too, but yeah, yeah Dom is like I, my heart for that man. I love him so much. Cause like we, we like the, the show ended, uh, the taping ended and like I was going to leave and he was like, no, come to the after party. It'll be fun. So he got me past the after party and then ended up like hanging out with like him and Lewis Black all night. And then Dom Herrera was like, uh, he gave me his phone number to be like, I would, you know, I'd love it. If you want to come see me do a show at And I called him the next day as like uh-huh. a thank you. And he was like, nobody ever calls to say thank you. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, I'm Yeah, like, you classy. must be new in town. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and jaded me. would just be texting. Thanks. T H X. I would have just said that, <laughs>
0: <No>.
2: <laughs> but I called him, and then he called me, he called me back and was like, I'm doing a set of the improv tomorrow. I would love it. If you came to come to watch it. So I like went to the improv with Don Madame and, and um, watching do a set. It was so cool because like I picked us, I picked a seat like in like the main area and he was like, I, I have to sit behind the curtain because the young comics freak out if they see me. Like mm. if I'm if I'm sitting this close, it'll weird them out. So I was yeah. like, "All right, fair enough." So we like went and sat in the back, and then we went to dinner afterwards. And um, Red Buttons was there. Yes. Neat. Got to meet Red Buttons, uh, and he was eating dinner with Sean Penn, and Sean Penn's a really big uh Ramirez fan. And yeah. he like came over to like buy us both a drink, and I was just like. He asked us what we wanted, and I was like, "Nothing, Sean Penn. Thank you, because <laughs> um, Sean Penn doesn't buy me drinks. Uh-uh, yeah.
0: Not gonna happen." Oh, we'll say, "Yeah, good for him for being a Domerera fan."
2: Yeah, no, good on him. I mean, you know, even monsters have good taste sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. that's fine. Um, 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 and uh, a documentary about the Beatles with Domerera that night it was awesome. <laughs> that so awesome. it was just like that's pretty good. It was like the greatest forty-eight hours of living in LA. Yeah. It was
1: awesome. Yeah. Um, a couple questions: Where did you yes. go to dinner?
2: Oh, some fancy Italian place over by the Improv of Melrose. It had a bunch of ivy on it. I've I've driven around there, and I, I, I've never seen it since. Like, I know oh. I it's somewhere over there. Ghost it's restaurant. like
1: Brigadoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, when was the last time you talked to Dan Murray?
2: Then. That's the last time yeah. I talked to him. Wow. Yeah, I haven't... Because I hadn't started doing stand-up yet at that point. And then I started doing stand-up, and I kind of like... You know, tunnel vision to get good at that for a while, and then yeah. I kind of have just kind of been like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a show with him at some point. Like, I'm, I'm like, when, when I am meant to like see him again, I'll, I'll be like, oh, hey, I've been doing this for like ten years now. Uh, that was still like one of the top ten nights of my life. it Was awesome. Yeah. So it's a, kind of one of those like. Playing playing a long game, I'll run into him event. I'm run I will run into him when I meant to run into him. You know? I'm yeah. excited about like having an album out so I can be like, Oh hey, by the way, um I definitely stayed in LA because you made it seem like it was a really cool place to live. <laughs> so, yeah, that's great.
1: Yeah. Um Mm. But, but hold your plug for your album to the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, opinion Cave, February 17th. Thank you. <laughs> uh,
1: follow that. What the
0: hell were we talking about? Uh, Don't get me wrong. I'm very happy that we told that story. I love stories like that. Sean Penn oh, not giving best. a... Yeah, giving
1: Sean, a Sean a thing Penn. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But like, I'm okay with just telling the uh, I don't know Don Rer no story. Yeah, about that. Uh,
0: I, yeah. I will say that the Oscars have a type of sense of humor about themselves. Yeah, the kind that we can all agree. The Billy Crystal. Who it's still tells,
2: a wonderful time for Oscar, yeah. Oscar, Oscar. Who will win? I remember that from when I was a kid. He would sing
0: it every time. Every time. Yep. Um, and then when they brought him in a few years ago, yeah. to to host, I remember he did have. He had a, a, a joke that I still mm-hmm. remember and still really liked mm-hmm. in which he said he's like, uh, and it was the time when there was, uh, you know, the, mm-hmm. the 1% the, and the we are the 99% in Occupy mm-hmm. Wall Street and all that was happening. Yep. And he said, he said, what better way to show that we are in touch <laughs> than to have a, a show where millionaires give each other gold <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like That's pretty good. That's pretty good.
1: Um, that was the, he was a late fill-in for yeah. Eddie Murphy yes. who quit with Solidarity with Brett Ratner because he used the F word in a press. Not when I say the F word, I mean that I don't mean fuck. I mean the one, the other one. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. he used that word in a press <laughs> conference.
2: Oh my God. Uh, Eddie Murphy, what happened to you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. I hate Brett Ratner too. <laughs> yeah.
0: there's, there's plenty to go around. Yeah. Um, oh man. There is a, but I will say <laughs> one of my favorite Oscar jokes, and this is probably going to be, I think more of the type of thing that Chris Rock will do. Yeah. I think any it's like it's one thing to take the air out of the out of the out of Hollywood in a very specific way, mm-hmm. which is just like, "Hey, we're all you mm-hmm. know." It's like we're uh, we're obsessed with looks mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, and yeah. uh, plastic right. surgery.
1: It's funny, right? Oh yeah, the old uh, Bob Hope joke. I see a lot of new faces. Some of them, some of them on the old faces. That's Johnny yeah, Carson. Yeah. That's Johnny Carson. Yes, ah, I thought it was um, Bob Hope. Yeah, so, oh, Johnny Carson was Kid hilarious.
0: Don't get me wrong. Yeah, um, and he said, uh, <laughs> but. Jon Stewart in 2005, there was a montage mm-hmm. of because 2005 you had like Brokeback Mountain, you had Munich, yeah. you had oh, so Good, these Mountain, were Good Luck, the 2005 mm-hmm. Oscars in 2006. In 2006, yeah, yeah. And so there was a montage about how like various Oscar movies that were big issue movies, yeah. Because you know? yeah, yeah. that's what we in Hollywood try to do. Mm-hmm. So it's this very big dramatic. Montage and I myself, like, I I wouldn't say I got misty while I was watching it, but I was just like, yeah, this is really exciting. You were stirred. It cuts back to him and he's like, and none of those issues were ever a problem again. <laughs> and in that moment, like, fuck yes, John Stewart. Uh, that nailed because it. it's yeah. it's when it's the self-congratulatory <laughs> aspect of the Oscars, the idea of like, hey, we're yeah. real we're Would doing you, real work, guys. Yeah, And it's just like, yeah, you're yeah. you're millionaires who are doing you're doing what you love and, yeah. and good for you, mm-hmm. but really Yeah, and definitely, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. like a Sydney Poitier makes his success Mm -hmm. is like a huge stride. Don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but let's be serious. At the end of the day, you know, yeah. So, i I I feel like Chris Rock will probably do more Mm -hmm. of that, and I think that would be wonderful.
2: I would love it if he brought if all the presenters were like. Activists and scientists oh, That would be great. So funny Just to like Have to like Mad dog Like Leonardo DiCaprio In the face And they hand him A gold statue <laughs> That That's what I would Really like to see Happen this
0: year It's all people From like war-torn Countries Yeah Who, just, who got flown out For one night <laughs> Yeah
2: It's like Malala Being like Oh wait no My my Nobel Prize Is in this pocket Here's your Cinematography award
0: <laughs> yeah, Good job on that Makeup there guy yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly <laughs> Now please run your time. Run your time. Let's see what you.
0: Yeah, thank your agent. Yeah, please, please thank your agent. Uh, good times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now here's here's something that I wanted to ask. So I was talking mm-hmm. with somebody about about the Oscars and the changes in the Oscars, and and I'm, what I'm about to say is maybe a little bit controversial, mm-hmm. um, or could be seen that way. Um, but I will. Before I say it, I will tell a story. Mm-hmm. Many years ago, uh, I was in fifth grade. And I auditioned to be in a play. Uh, What they had... But what they said is that the audition process, you audition for the part you want. Mm -hmm. And then... But then we're going to choose at random who gets the part. What? Because they didn't want to make anyone feel bad. So, now I'll say this. I... Was auditioning for a part of like a uh, uh, like a reporter, mm-hmm. and I chose to do something. I took a risk in the yeah. audition that could have not gone well, in mm-hmm. which I did an impression of Robin Leach from Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Yeah, which at, a, at fifth grade, good for <laughs> me for think, being aware of that. That's a bold
2: choice, and I, I appreciate choice.
0: that. Thank you. Yeah, and they did as well. I good. got the part. Oh, nailed it. And I and I think I, and I was just like, well, and I saw everybody else's audition. I was like, I. Nailed it. It's like, I nailed it. I yeah. did all right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, and I did have this thought mm-hmm. of, well, I'm sure that it's like, I'm sure they, they told people it was random yeah. to make so that people don't feel bad. Like mm-hmm. I, I, even, even as a kid, I mm-hmm. kind of assumed that cause like, cause I'm the only one that really did anything with the audition and yeah. I got the part. I feel like that's probably not a coincidence. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm like. Tooting my own horn here, but what I what I will well, say, are not like,
1: talking about when you won uh, best best actor in the state of Missouri year two thousand high school male actor in a one in act play of. in the year two thousand, but still <laughs> it's still pretty exciting. Um, I wasn't
0: aware I was in the present. But.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, but the. You keep your Dom stories to yourself. This guy
3: <laughs> yeah, won an
1: award t- when he was 17.
3: <laughs> I
0: don't mind telling you, like, you know, I won an award for for playing King Henry II. Peter O'Toole also played that part and merely got nominated for an Oscar. He didn't win. It's not a big deal. So, uh, <clears throat> but I will say, so even though I, I kind of figure that, mm-hmm. I did also think at the same time that, well, maybe it is just random. Maybe, yeah. you know, maybe I didn't actually earn this
3: mm-hmm.
0: and it's and only when I got older I was like that's kind of fucked up yeah like I I, I, I took a risk mm-hmm. that could have been exactly yeah. the wrong thing for the part and they decided that yeah. but or I could have been like I took a risk and it paid off and good for me for doing it I, and I, I, yeah. it, just, it bothered me so much and so I had this thought and, and I was talking with this with this friend next year and I don't know what, what if, if Michael B. Jordan is going to be in a movie next year Yeah, if Michael B. Jordan gets nominated next year given the new rules mm-hmm. but then also given the climate today mm-hmm. i'm sure it'll be very easy for him to say yeah to to say like hey i i earned this the the academy likes my work i wasn't nominated for creed last year the academy mm-hmm. does that sometimes yeah. uh and good for me mm-hmm. but is will there also be part of him that mm-hmm. thinks they just feel bad and, yeah. and and it's kind of a pity vote it's it's i feel like it 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 I feel like that's what Charlotte Rampling, in her own not correct way, mm-hmm. was trying right. to say. Is we haven't an, talked about it yet
1: on the episode. Right. So that was all. Fair oh, when sorry. We yeah, about I'm sorry.
0: Um, And then Michael Caine it's just like doing this can rob somebody mm-hmm. of the knowledge that one way or another. Don't get me wrong. There's still plenty of horseshit about when yeah, it comes yeah. to Oscar nominees. Um, but it can rob somebody of the feeling of like of as Sally Field said, "You like me. You really like me." Yeah. As opposed to. You felt bad for me, mm-hmm. and uh, that's why I'm here.
2: But there's, been, there's always been people that I feel like have a won Oscars for yeah. for a lifetime of roles, yeah. and then they get it for like kind of a subpar one that you're yeah. like, oh, I, like, I can't think uh, of examples. Oh, now. Alan Arkin for Little Miss yeah. Sunshine. Yeah, 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 right. where you're just like, okay, <laughs> yeah. all right. Like that was the one that you – yeah. I feel that's something the Academy has like always kind of done to some degree.
0: Yeah, but I feel like it's – but even then, mm-hmm. it's because – it's I don't like yeah, whether yeah. they do that at all but even then Alan Arkin could say like, okay, this is probably for my career mm-hmm. and not for, and I'm not the type that would get lifetime achievement award. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's probably for my career. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but if it's, and, and, and it's at least a rough, it's, you can at least say it's still a reflection of how mm-hmm. I am viewed. Yeah. A, a, how my work is viewed. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if you're like a younger actor, mm-hmm. so like a Michael B. Jordan, I feel like he's a really good example because he's a great yes. actor. I love a lot of what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he is young, yeah. And if he gets nominated next year, he could he could easily say, "Well, I did amazing work, yeah." But there could also be this feeling of of getting a, a moment ago, like I, I made a, a joke, mm-hmm. and then you said it was like I, it was like I was patting you on the head, yeah, yeah. He could feel that he yeah. could feel a little bit patronized mm-hmm. by them, and I recognize that this is all very uh, very conceptual, and and yeah, and I'm not saying that this is an inherently bad thing, but it does it feels were i somebody like michael b jordan and i was nominated next year mm-hmm. i'd be excited cuz mm-hmm. hey an oscar nomination awesome yeah. but i feel like i would also feel like me uh, yeah. years ago and it's like did i actually earn this or mm-hmm. is it just luck of the draw mm-hmm. you know or something like that um yeah. what do we think about that is that like a shitty thing for me to say i don't i don't think that's shitty i
2: <clears throat> i think uh I feel I feel like if you're in the business you need to understand that a lot of it's really is bullshit. That is true. And I'm yes. sure that a lot of it they're probably just like okay. Or I mean I I feel like any award that you were given you need to know that like a bunch of lizard people in a room are the ones that decided it yeah. like i i mean the academy is mostly now just trying to be like okay we're just going to like put some of the lizards to past year so we can bring yeah. in newer lizards yeah. <laughs> that's all that's really going on so i mean i i guess i just feel like any award is it's kind of bullshit yeah. in 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 the acting world. I don't know. It just kind of feels Alan Rickman never got one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So who gives a shit? <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. like that is, yeah, you know I'm I'm sorry. Like if Alan Rickman never got an Oscar. Like Oscars don't mean anything. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And like uh, yeah. when you look back, and even more so than directors there are actors who go their entire lives yeah it's why when somebody like a jk simmons wins it's like yeah. he definitely could have been one yeah. of those guys that goes his whole life mm-hmm. being one of the best character actors out there and never gets recognized so yeah. when it does happen mm-hmm. i'm just like oh how exciting yeah meanwhile steve buscemi has never been nominated for yeah. an oscar like, well it's that's like, crazy to me
2: what they, what they need to do is they that are these people have
1: about- not seen trees lounge
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a that's an old podcast running attention joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. I like it.
3: I, like it.
2: I've seen, I've, I saw that movie because I love Steve Buscemi, and I was yeah. like, I need to see everything that that man does. Yeah, I love it. I wish that there were like there needs to be like best character actor of the year, best character actress of the year, best mm-hmm. villain of the year. Right. I would yeah. love to see like blockbuster <laughs> movie award style. Yeah, I mean the MTV movie awards for a. A couple of years in the '90s had it right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like uh-huh. they had, they understood because all these performances were so subjective and they're so different. You know that it's like, how do you compare these things? But yeah. you know, if you break it down a little bit more, then I think you can actually, while well, well, there's still different kinds of apples, you're at least looking at apples. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. yeah. I don't know.
0: I so yeah. so much of my. I, I will say that so much of my problem with what so many other people are just describing to like a, a deep deep rooted racism which i will definitely say in is function just larger hollywood i'll say is there yeah. as far as executives racism um, sexism
2: i mean yeah, yeah i mean these are yeah
0: and just and maybe not even racism, where it's just like I don't like black people so much mm-hmm. as it is just a refusal or just an obliviousness mm-hmm. to the fact that there are black audiences yeah. um, who mm-hmm. might be interested in seeing people that look like them or trying yeah. to ca- capture their cultural experience. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but so much of this, I, I so much of, of last year and this year. I'm just so willing to attribute to standard Oscar bullshit. Yeah. The same stuff that that keeps the Steve Buscemi from being nominated mm-hmm. because like, uh, maybe it's not his turn or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think to once again, go back to Michael B. Jordan. I thought he was amazing in Creed. Yeah. I admittedly did not see Trumbo, mm-hmm. but the Oscar mentality is we got this young kid who's going to win at some point. Yeah. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. Now we've got Brian Cranston who's won a bunch of Emmys mm-hmm. and now he's playing a Hollywood guy. Yeah. A, a, a legendary Hollywood guy. Yeah. There's your he's not gonna win, mm-hmm. but there's your nomination. Yeah. Like that is the standard. And at that point, I don't think it mattered if Michael B. Jordan was white, black, whatever. Yeah. He's young. Mm-hmm. He hasn't earned it yet. This yeah. guy has. There we go.
2: Also, there's like if you talk like every producer <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Brandy Posey is not saying this. Somebody else in the room that sounds like her is saying this. Uh, Every producer and manager and agent in this town is a fucking coward. And like none of them have uh, their own opinions. They need to just water cool around each other until everybody has this weird hive mind of like what nobody wants to take a chance on like something unknown. Like everybody just needs to kind of be like, Oh yeah. like, JFL is, fest- is a comedy festival just for last festival and all those idiots ever do is talk about poutine the entire time. They have like their talking points. Everybody mm. is just like an autistic coward in Hollywood. And they're just like, these are the three things we talk about and we're just going to like talk about this performance and this performance and if I say one other thing, then if I'm outside of the fold and they're all mm. just cheap and nobody is actually a leader because if you're a leader, then you you make people realize they're sheep in this town.
0: How very strange. That's this fantastic. is very similar to a conversation we had <laughs> on the movie journal, David, Oh, uh, it is recently about, but, in regards to comedy.
1: This is, yeah, about people. Uh, we were talking on uh, the last uh, non-standard episode that we did uh-huh. about uh, certain phrases like, uh what uh like all the feels mm-hmm. or i'll just uh, leave this I'll here, here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That, that is find on facebook all, and stuff uh yeah. you should feel bad all these things yeah. that people yeah. use on twitter all the time that they're it's not that they are we were saying it's not that they don't realize that everyone else is using them that's why they're using them yeah. because they're uh seeking out mm-hmm. fitting in and not being <laughs> unoriginal yeah um but the, your your um point about producers gives me a chance to um to tell uh a, a story uh that Uh, or or repeat a quote from Brad Bird, the Mm -hmm. director Mm -hmm. that I've talked about on the podcast many times, but I love it. Uh, He once said, if there was a movie, if, if there was a year where there were five really successful movies, And in all of those movies, at one point, the hero Mm -hmm. wore a red shirt. Mm -hmm. The executives of Hollywood would be like, we got to have more movies with guys with red shirts on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Clearly.
2: It's it's so true. It's what's making
1: it work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We we found (laughs) the formula. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Movie plus red shirt equals success. (laughs) Yep. Um, And I will say, and I tend not to be an ends justifies the means kind of guy. So I will say that regardless of all this stuff that I've been saying, Mm -hmm. if... All of this stuff ultimately Mm -hmm. results in more movies Mm -hmm. being made from a different point of view, whether it be, you know, female, gay, black, Hispanic, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, uh, that's a win. I'm on. I'm on board with that. Yeah, it's just it's way more interesting. Yeah.
1: yeah, and that goes back to my point earlier of the Oscars have been bad at doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. if they can do this, that's worth it. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I think just showing different stories, other than I mean, how mm-hmm. many like. Grim boys becoming grim men. Do we need to watch. <laughs> that's like every every movie on this list is a grim boy becoming a grim man. Yeah. <laughs> like every, I'm yeah. so tired of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, oh no! You're a joyless adult now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: and and I recognize and that's the thing that gets me is um so for the BPS um, yeah yeah I. My own ballot for mm-hmm. like best uh, actress, I had submitted among
1: Your others. What mm-hmm. patting yourself on the back? Melissa McCarthy for Spy, like I thought oh, it, she she's was amazing, so
0: good. But I also for supporting actress, yeah. Did Rose Byrne for Spy because yeah. I thought she was amazing.
2: That, that movie was like, so
0: underrated. It's so good. And this goes just to this is <clears throat> where I'm. All three of us probably can yeah can agree, which is like comedy is so refreshing. Yeah. Uh, when when you get a uh, mm-hmm. like. When Johnny Depp was nominated for Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. Now, admittedly, he yeah. lost out to Sean Penn for Mystic River, mm-hmm. a grim, a very grim oh, man.
2: Oh, grim boys becoming grim men <laughs> in the most grim way. No question. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just
0: such a breath of fresh air.
2: Oh, so, yeah. And it's no, it's... It lightens the room to be like, yeah. oh, let me just watch three seconds of that performance. Thank yeah.
0: you. And just, and it's one of those things that whenever the Oscars embrace that, and it's mm-hmm. very seldom, and they almost never give it a win. No. Um, no. But when they do... You're just like, oh, thank you that you actually acknowledge that yeah. this is also hard to do. Yes, you know
2: it's really but, difficult. I mean, it's it, yeah. I mean, I'm, I I, lo- I like I love quite a few dr- uh, dramatic movies, but like yeah. comedies are always the ones that I like. When you're having a bad day, do you put on do you put on a sad movie or like what do you guys What do you guys do? What is your like comfort food movie? Like, I go, if hmm. like if you
0: yeah
1: yeah, I, yeah, I guess if I was. Uh, a comfort food movie for me would either be a comedy or mm-hmm. uh, an action movie. Uh, yeah. Usually, one of those two. Yeah, it depends on
0: why I'm in a bad mood. Sometimes mm-hmm. I will want a movie that gets me. Yeah, and yeah, gets me where I am right <laughs> now.
1: Um, you mean like you want to have a good <clears throat> cry? No, just it's like I because I can honestly, see that I could be like. I need to get some of this shit out of me. To trigger this a little bit, I'm going to watch bit, Bridge yeah. to Terabithia. Yeah. <laughs>
2: there
0: you go.
1: That, that is your crying movie, right? Like, that's the one that got you. That's I, I saw. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad the theater was nearly empty because I was not like <laughs> I. I'm an easy cry at movies, not yeah. at life. Weirdly, uh, uh-huh. I don't know what that says about me. That's, well, you let out it. You word.
2: that means you like to be in control when you let it out. And yeah, films are. Uh, yeah, I uh, get it.
1: But I'm generally when I cry at movies, it's a very respectable. Like mm-hmm. I can wipe it away. Like no yeah. one knows. Yeah. When I said Bridge to Terabith in the theater, and there were only like a couple <laughs> other people. I I was like, like,
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something yeah. <in> that movie.
0: <laughs> I I watched that movie and it, and I I teared up as well. Mm-hmm. But I saw it after David had been talking about it, uh-huh. and I chose the. Here is when I chose to watch it. When I was on a huge airplane. I was in the middle, oh, no. s- the middle seat of the middle section. So oh, there's no. two seats on both sides of me. And I decided now is the time <laughs> to watch this weepy movie. Uh-huh. And thankfully I did tear up, oh. but it didn't, I didn't lose control. Thank yeah, God. Yeah. People would be like, do you need something? Like, <laughs> do you need to excuse yourself for a moment? Um, but yeah, I think, uh, honestly in this, hopefully this doesn't bring the mood down too much, mm-hmm. but, uh, if I'm in a very specific kind of sad or depressed mood, sometimes I will watch a movie that I know will mimic them and not mimic, but like capture that mood partially. Cause it's just like, I need to know that somebody else has experienced this.
2: Yeah, no, I get that.
0: Um,
1: I do listen to sad music when I'm sad. Oh sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and you then, heard this is going to sound like I'm joking when I say that, but maybe the saddest song I've ever heard in my life is the song that Miley Cyrus did about her Blowfish that died? Oh gosh, have you heard it's that so song? So sad. Oh my god, it, it destroys me.
2: Pablo the Blowfish. Pablo the Blowfish. Honestly, like that yes. blowfish honestly, it will like make almost make you cry. It's it's beautiful. She's like wearing like a unicorn onesie and singing this this ballad at a piano, and she just like breaks down, and it's yeah. like a beautiful. Miley Cyrus is so interesting to me because like I. F- I feel like if I read the bullet points of her, I should hate her. Uh-huh. But then she yeah. does stuff like that. Yeah. And I'm like, man, I, you were just like a young artist that's still figuring out and you're making a lot of public missteps. But like, there's a lot of interesting stuff happening yeah. here.
1: If we want to pivot this episode and just talking about Miley Cyrus, <laughs> I would do that. because just, i find I'll just myself shut down like a robot. I'm <laughs> a bigger and bigger fan yeah. of her all the time. Yeah. And I'm, uh, I've I was, heard her new album is like really great. Um, it's really great. Yeah. Oh, what? The, the miley and her mm-hmm. uh what dead pets yeah that one yeah her it's, dead pet
2: stuff yeah
1: it's uh i don't know it fe- it feels more like a mixtape than an album to me it's mm-hmm. got some good mm-hmm. stuff on it but it's over long uh, anyway that's yeah. not the point yeah. uh i was not particularly interested in woody allen making a, a tv series for mm-hmm. amazon yeah until i heard that miley cyrus is going to be in it yeah now i'm super excited about. well now this. i'm worried for her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no no! I'm I'm worried for Woody. I, I feel like so, he yeah. can handle her. No, 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 no She's got like did you see her like her like unicorn dildo outfit that she's been wearing on tour? I did not. uh It's crazy. Look okay. at she has like a thing made and she's just been wearing it on stage and she's just like, why are you offended? It's a unicorn uh-huh, penis. Like uh-huh. that's not something to be offended by. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's it's, it's I, I don't know, man. She's she's doing she's doing Gaga. Right, she's uh-huh. doing what Gaga like <laughs> tried to market herself as, but she's like actually just like I don't know. I'm gonna smoke a lot of weed and figure this out <laughs> publicly. It,
1: like, I, I was, and to some extent, still am <clears throat> a big Lady Gaga fan, but yeah. it does feel like as soon as respectability was offered to yeah. her. Yeah. And yeah. and now she's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, uh, another, another diva. And like, yeah. and, and like, what well, was it? Was it the Oscars last year where she did the sound of music thing? I believe mm-hmm. so. It was beautiful. But a yeah, part yeah. of me is like, why isn't she covered in meat anymore? Yeah. Do you almost
0: feel like it's like Ali Sheedy in the breakfast club? where oh, it's right, like yeah. she's kind of the the, the goofy misfit yeah. but then once somebody sees her as attractive it's like oh thank god and then yeah. you, like, gets a makeover and it's like this is who oh, I really cool. am
2: well with her it's like she's a very talented woman like she like, if you watch her her just playing piano at NYU back in the day, there's like videos of her just playing her songs as like mm-hmm. the way that they were initially written and they're really beautiful but I feel like she was found by whoever, I don't know if it was her decision or whoever her team was that kind of was like we need to figure out some way to make you pop with this stuff mm-hmm. and it just seeing what she was and then what she kind of became and then now seeing her, like she feels more in line now with what she was at NYU like if you look mm-hmm. back at those old videos and stuff and it's interesting just to be like I think the the weird experimental like meat dress stuff was like maybe her trying something, but it yeah. felt like, well, this is what I need to do to yeah. stand out. And now that I've got the notoriety, I can kind of like. Focus on becoming more of like you know American Adele, <laughs> with some yeah. uh, you know in yeah. some in some degree.
1: That said, a couple months ago, my wife and I were hanging out at the the short and mm-hmm. Lady Gaga was there. Oh, really? It was a delight. She, oh, that's yeah, cool. She she owned the place. I, I mean, no disrespect to
2: her because she's. I mean, she seems awesome. I'm not. I don't think that's. I think that's a smart move on her part. And you know, it's a hard business. Do what you got to do to
0: do what you got to do. <laughs> you know, let me ask you guys this in regards to Miley Cyrus. Do you think that one of the reasons that people have a hard time embracing like her, her not persona? Cause that implies yeah, yeah. that it's somehow fake, but, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say foibles, yeah. eccentricities, whatever you want to call it. Do you think people have a hard time embracing it? Because, you know, she's the daughter of a celebrity and Mm -hmm. maybe this is her, maybe she's anybody else. It'd be like, Oh, Mm -hmm. she's just eccentric. Whereas because of how she was raised, like, Oh, she's fucked up. This is definitely a cry for help. This is a cry for attention that she did not get from her celebrity father or something like that.
2: I think, I don't know if it's so much that as her, she hasn't, this isn't a a meltdown, which is what we're used to coming. And it's also not like, it's not like a a re, like I feel like it's not like a rehab thing. It's not like a a super like oh she's like dating a bunch of people and just like being like a me- she's not being a mess. She's yeah. just being like an artist that doesn't actually care what you think. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel like a lot of the other starlets that have I, I kind of when I think of like I'm thinking of like Lindsay Lohan and Amanda Bynes and stuff like yeah. that. I feel like they there there there's something almost like we live in this weird society where we like to take people down mm-hmm. and she is, she isn't doing anything to be taken down. If you have a problem with it, yeah. she's like, well, it's just part of my process. Sorry. So there's yeah. nothing it's there. There isn't this like puritanical like, Oh, well we've given you a lot and you're very sexy and now we're going to take it away from you. And like, that's what we get off on. And like yeah. Miley Cyrus doesn't have, she doesn't like, she breaks that mold completely, yeah. which I think is like what, frustrates so many people, but also it was like making her really great at the same yeah. time right now.
0: Almost as though, and I say this purely based on what other people have said, and I, yeah, know, yeah. I know people that are I, big fans of hers. I mm-hmm. think my, I, my wife likes her quite a bit as well. Yeah. Um, almost as though she is mm-hmm. getting older and finding mm-hmm. herself as we all do, but yeah. because there's that fame filter, mm-hmm. it will look different, but the process is a very familiar one, yeah. one that we all experience at some mm-hmm. point.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's, what, she's like 24 maybe? yeah like she's i mean what was everybody
1: even
2: yeah Yeah, she's young so i mean that's the other thing i'm just like guys, she's like really young do you remember your early 20s everybody was a mess yeah but she's also like such a millennial in a way that she's everything is being documented Mm -hmm. it's so cool because she's like finding herself but she also has the confidence of being a diva Mm -hmm. because like she had like she's earned her place i mean like hannah montana and everything made her famous she's a actually a talent she's like a good singer and a good dancer and so she has like that sense of self but i think she's also been raised in the industry enough to be savvy Mm -hmm. about Mm
3: -hmm.
2: what she can and cannot show like i mean i yeah she's she's very smart i think in the way that i think she knows that she's in an experimental phase but she's also smart enough to be like I'm going to show it because this is the people that are going to go come with me through this are going to be with me forever.
0: It's almost you know? like the the trajectory of the Beatles. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like starting with music that is that is good, but yeah. in, in my opinion early Beatles is very good but yeah, ultimately yeah. not incredibly deep no. or personal mm-hmm. and then it becomes that and yeah. it's it strange but mm-hmm. but it's a natural evolution.
2: Well, yeah, and like we're Yeah, that's exactly. It's like we're we're willing to like let them evolve and try and fail Mm -hmm. and do different things, but for some reason, when like, you know, how how much shit has Madonna gotten for reinventing herself (coughs) over and over again, you know, and and Miley is kind of falling more in line with that, where it's like,
1: and we celebrate David Bowie for doing it, exactly,
2: exactly, and like he, you know, she's breaking the mold over and over again, like not being the box that we want to put our female pop stars into, because it's just she's a. She's sexy because she's young and all young people are beautiful because they're not dead yet. You know what I mean? Like, if you're in your 20s, if you're in your 20s, you're beautiful. The... Oh, she's 23. Yeah, if you're 23, you're beautiful just because, like, your body hasn't started to rebel against you. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, no matter who you are, you're beautiful. It's fine. So it's like she's sexy and just, like, a, oh, that way, but she isn't playing to that the way that I think society wants all of its female pop
0: stars especially to play to that. And, you know, it's interesting, as you were talking about, as we were talking about Mm-hmm. the uh, the the way that she's changing and yeah. people some people be, maybe being resistant to that mm-hmm. maybe judging that mm-hmm. uh, I did have the thought of mm-hmm. oh it's like Woody Allen oh wait a yeah. second <laughs> yeah. and, just, uh, and yeah. this idea that like when he went from mm-hmm. his kind of goofy absurd yeah. stuff to something a bit more serious mm-hmm. there were people that were very upset about yeah. that and said like hey get back to the funny stuff mm-hmm. and he never. Did at least not not for a very long time. Not with not until like small time crooks or something like Uh that. There was like serious Woody, which was still funny. Yeah. Um. So I maybe and uh, maybe I'm uh, maybe there's kind of a harebrained theory, but like maybe he sees some
1: of himself himself in. Yeah. Or, that's not a great way of phrasing it, <laughs> it um, oh, but <laughs> it also wouldn't surprise me if Woody Allen has no idea who Miley Cyrus is and she just auditioned that is possible yeah. yes like, yeah. apparently that's what happened with um, Ray Romano being on Martin Scorsese's new show Martin Scorsese had no idea who Ray Romano was that's and and apparently, like, Ray, agent yeah, son, he, like Ramano, Ray Romano put himself on videotape for this Martin Scorsese uh, for TV show.
2: Oh, you never saw Welcome to Mooseport? Like, you never <laughs> saw my
1: movie? <laughs>
2: With Gene Hackman, right?
1: Yeah, the right? movie that destroyed yeah. Gene Hackman and he and made him
0: think, like, I'm out.
2: How yeah. did Gene Hackman do that? Oh, he's, he was so... He's, oh, man. <laughs> God damn it, Ray Romano. How could you have done that <laughs> to yeah. Gene Hackman?
0: Yeah. I never saw Men of a Certain Age. I, I, I David, you loved that, right? Oh, it was such a good show. Did
1: yeah. you watch it? No. With uh, Andre Brower and Scott Bakula and Ray Romano. Uh, yeah, a really good show. Um, yeah, I want uh, I want Gene Hackman back. Yeah. I want yeah, Mick Moranis back. Uh, I want Gina Davis back. Yeah. Yeah. And Nicholson hasn't it. been in anything for a long time. Yeah, and I, I know that think he's, There are rumors about it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah.
2: he hasn't even. He used to sit in the front row of the Oscars with his damn sunglasses on, high mm-hmm. out of his mind. Uh-huh. And it was my favorite thing whenever they cut to him, and he just have his big old smile, just staring off to the left, <laughs> just not even looking anywhere yeah. near the stage, just like ah,
0: just looking yeah. away. And then every once in a while, it's like uh, Jack, you're nominated this time, so uh, you can't yeah. show up as high as you. Yeah, really yeah, are. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's he like, hasn't. He
2: hasn't been there in a couple of years. There's yeah. some health stuff going on yeah. with him,
0: yeah. which bums me out. There's yeah. there is this thought, and this has happened, you know, with the mm-hmm. death of David Bowie and, and Alan Rickman, <sighs> Rickman. That there is this thought. I, I I was talking with some friends, and I think other people have said this mm-hmm. as well. There's something about uh, someone like Bill Murray, yeah, uh, and just certain people that are very iconic. Yeah, they're like, there's going to be a day when he dies. Dude. There's going to be a day when uh, yeah. soonish, yeah. when Jack Nicholson will be dead. Yeah, and that sounds. I don't want to live in that hard world. Fine. Well,
2: it's it's so weird cuz like I mean I think as generations move along like certain pop culture figures have replaced religion in a lot of ways for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Like so lose, you're losing your heroes and your religious totems yeah. in some way, you know? Like Alan Rickman was hit me really hard. He was yeah. like a big deal for me. I like I've loved that man for a very long time and it like it it hurt me more than Bowie. Really? You know, yeah, yeah. I was like, I had, man, I I love Alan Rickman. I, like, used to, me and my friends, we used to celebrate, um, we made a holiday called Alan Rickman Day, um, uh, uh-huh. which is June, <laughs> June 10th, uh, and we were in college, and, like, um... It was like a rainy day and we wanted to we were just like, uh, today's Alan Rickman Day. Let's go to Hollywood Video and run all of his movies and just watch them all day long. So they walked outside and in the parking spot next to our car, there were two tickets to Sting for that night, like on the ground. And we we're like, this is a gift from Alan Rickman. <laughs> <laughs> and we like drove to New I went to College in Philly. We like drove to New Jersey and we ended up getting in this like Puerto Rican Independence Day parade or It was some, <laughs> it was some sort of parade and we ended up like being in it and we were just like waving and going down the street. And then we Like got to the venue and some woman gave us two more tickets for free. So we had four tickets to Sting, and like sold two of them, and we like made money. And then we like ended up 15 feet away from sting, watching him sing Roxanne. You're like Fergie Bueller. And, and then he, yeah. It was he seriously. He pulls his mask off and <laughs> Alan Rickman. Alan <laughs> Rickman. I mean, and like we wouldn't, that day wouldn't have happened if we hadn't been compelled by Alan Rickman's films yeah. to like go seek them out. And that's like, I, I have Alan Rickman day in my calendar every year, every And every year I watch an Alan Rickman movie in, uh, in,
0: in celebration of him.
1: Oh, what, uh, We got to wrap up. Yesterday yeah. I went yes. to a
0: press screening of a film called eye in the sky. It doesn't come out till March. Uh-huh. Uh, he is in it. Yeah. Um, and as one would have, and, yeah. and it's one of those things that like when he showed up on mm-hmm. screen, even though all the critics knew yeah. that he was in it, you everyone, well, and some people verbalized it, which kind of bothered me. Mm. Um, and it's like, Oh, especially because yeah. he goes on to give a, a, a standard, yeah. like a great performance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there are some times when he's used not to his full capacity Yeah, yeah. and it, it looks like that's what this is going to be. And then he has a moment. He has a few moments, Mm -hmm. but at the, the, his final moment in the film Mm. is so powerful. Yeah. And in that moment, I was like, yeah, like I, I was going to miss him already, but in that moment, I was like, yeah, this is, this is his last thing. Yeah. And it Mm. really bummed me out.
2: Mm. Did you see? A, oh, sorry, I don't even remember. Did you guys see a little chaos? I never. The one he saw. directed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I haven't seen it yet. I really want to go back and watch it. I heard it. I've I've read some stuff about it since since he passed, and it sounds really really good.
1: So. Do you I, have a favorite uh, Alan Ackman movie? Can you pick one? Um,
2: it's hard. Uh, I mean. <sighs> Galaxy Quest is a special place in my yeah, heart. I mean, that movie's amazing. Yeah. His Sheriff of Nottingham is also really, really amazing. And he's, the only reason and to watch the only, that movie. Yeah. No, the only reason to watch that movie, Truly Madly Deeply, is really good. Okay. Yeah, uh, It's it's hard to pick one. I mean, he's good in dog. He's good in everything he does.
0: He's good yeah. in dogma. I mean... He's the best part of dogma.
2: The best part, yeah, best part of dogma. Yeah. He... I mean everybody knows him from Snape as Snape but it he brought a gravity to that role that I think centered all of those films in a way that they could have just been kid movies but like he yeah. brought more gravity than than otherwise they would have had.
0: And there are some mov- some movies in the series where Snape is not required to really be very deep like he's yeah. meant to be just kind of this authoritarian mm-hmm. type figure and and all, almost kind of funny. Yeah. And there's not much more to the character in that particular mm-hmm movie yeah uh, and he's able to play the humor of the character mm-hmm. and the menace of the character and then yeah and then when the character when you see the amount of depth there yeah it still seemed it doesn't seem like it's out of the blue it seemed no. like oh it was always there and mm-hmm. we just weren't seeing it mm-hmm. yeah it's a uh, that moment when you know uh, <sighs> yeah. where Dumbledore saying, like, even after all these years, and just saying, "Always." Like, oh, he nailed it's, it! I got goosebumps. Down oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, everything he did. There's even like this weird movie where he played like uh, a hairstylist and a hairstyle. I can't yeah. think of the name of it, but it's
1: he, called Blow Dry. I Blow think. Dry. That's I think. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with and, Josh Hartnett. Hmm.
2: Yeah, and it's like fun and weird and a fun performance from. Like, I even love that weird music video he's in. Have you guys seen that music video? That there's like some, okay. You, I know we're like wrapping up. Pre-Snape, Alan Rickman on the internet was an obsession of mine because uh-huh. <laughs> there used to be before Harry Potter the, the fan Alan Rickman fan girls you were so intense, and like, it was like you know how like stalking pre-Facebook was like an art form (laughs) like that's what Alan Rickman fans pre-Harry Potter were like they used to make these like montage videos of like all of his kiss scenes from all of his movies and like then Mm -hmm. Snape gave them everything and then all these new girls found it but there's this music video of this girl she's a British artist I'm not gonna think of her name but if you just google Alan Rickman music video it'll come up um but it's it's her singing a song and it's it's the two of them in a uh in in a convertible and he's taking her to the airport and they end up like going at a gas station together and he's just like sexy dancing on this girl at a shell station and she's like much younger than him but it's like she's like relating the whole thing it's awesome it's just it's a it's a pretty sweet video
1: uh, um, what about the um uh what is it called like alan rickman drinks a, gl- a cup of tea have you seen oh, that yeah, it's like that's awesome. super slow motion oh it's amazing <laughs> yeah. i it just
2: everything everything that he did was just like interesting like even movies that were like kind of mediocre like bottle shock is like not it's fine but he's just interesting to watch. Everything that he did was like interesting to watch
1: Quigley down under. Did you ever see that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Not that good of a movie. We, but haven't, mentioned, he's great. we yeah. haven't mentioned great. We haven't mentioned Hard, which is, uh, well, I mean, Hans Gruber it is, is that's, the, that's probably be my favorite. Uh, yeah.
2: I mean, Hans roles. Gruber like changed everything. Yeah. I mean, even I watch it every year for Christmas and it's just like one of those movies is just insane I to watch. You
1: have all these, uh, Alan Rickman like yeah. milestones yeah. throughout the year. He's like a big part of my, my life.
2: I love that guy. I <laughs> like really, it really like upset me. There's like a f- uh, very, small handful of people that like mean a ton to me. And it's like mm. him, Patrick Stewart, Leonard Nimoy, rest in peace, Jim Carrey, which we talked about the last time was in the show. One.
1: Yeah. <coughs> uh, it's so probably
2: you, that. Yeah.
1: Do you pick die hard over love actually is your Ellen Rickman Christmas movie? Or do you watch both?
2: I mean, I, I will watch both because Love Actually is a great movie to come in and out of. Just like uh-huh. it's a great, just have it on in the back. Bill Nye, he's great in that movie too. Yeah. So it's just like,
1: yeah, that's the best part, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't like Love Actually. It's great to like have on at a party and just be like, oh, let's all watch this part. Let's all watch this part. Like, I like, I love that. I hate his character, Alan Rickman's
0: character in Love Actually, bumps me out a lot. Sure. Well, but, and it's and what's interesting is that mm-hmm. he he's an actor that I mean he was in you know he plays Snape he, yeah. he's played a villain in so many things mm-hmm. he was in um you know he fit in very well to Sweeney Todd mm-hmm. he there's there's almost when you hear his voice and just yeah. kind of the way he looks there's a heightened quality to him yeah. that it feels like it'd be difficult for him to play mm-hmm. a normal person mm-hmm. uh you know in this case just a, a husband and a mm-hmm. father and a professional and mm-hmm. and that's it um and i and i thought that he brought that character mm-hmm. A lot of humanity because yeah. it's a guy that does love his wife yeah. and probably has just gotten a little bit, not even bored, but just there's yeah. a routine. And mm-hmm. now, oh my gosh, there's something, yeah something new. somebody's paying attention to me in a different way. Mm-hmm. This is, and so like, yes, I don't like what he's doing, yeah. but I understand it.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, his character in Love Actually is interesting because he's very like, I think, confused about what's happening. Yeah. He's just like, this isn't, surely this isn't going to happen. And yeah. I think he's just kind of like, yes, I do. Okay. All right. I, I think it's, yeah. I mean, not don't cheat on your wife, yeah. uh, but like yeah. there is something that's very just like, I, I don't think he believes what is happening is happening yeah. and there's a denial about it.
0: Almost as though there's, because yes, obviously he does need to take responsibility for what he's doing. But at the same time, I I find myself wondering like how often in my own life Mm -hmm. have I, have I gone along and gone Mm -hmm. along and done something Mm -hmm. with this kind of weird detachment as if like, well, surely something's going to stop me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Definitely. Maybe surely I'll stop me. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And then I don't. Oh, here we are. And I feel like that's, that's, I feel like that's his character in that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's just, uh, and he's an example to go back to what Mm -hmm. we were talking about before. He was never nominated for an Oscar. And I think it's because there's a certain time, I'll I'll lump him in with like another, Mm -hmm. uh, well, any number of Harry Potter actors. Somebody Mm -hmm. like a David Thewlis or a Brendan Gleeson Mm -hmm. who, they're so dependable yeah, and they're so regularly amazing Mm -hmm. that you almost just sort of take it as, take them for granted. Yeah. And the Oscars just never quite see the one thing that could push them through. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just, uh, and then they just go their whole lives and that's just, they never make it to that level for whatever reason. Yeah. And it's just like this tragic thing. Like Brendan yeah. Gleason has never been nominated for an Oscar mm-hmm. and that bums me out. Yeah. And, uh, and Alan Rickman, never will that's yeah. the thing that gets me
2: yeah you know. I know but at the same time whatever Alan Rickman didn't win an Oscar I don't give a shit if anybody else has an Oscar like he deserves exactly. he, <laughs> yeah. he's one yeah. of the, like, the best actors that we've had in like in our general last couple of lifetimes and uh, if he doesn't get one then the, the
1: rewards yeah. are bullshit <laughs> And, and I think that's a good place yeah. to, uh, to stop that sentiment yeah well, uh, not the, not the last place to stop. No, uh, uh, real quick, we real, got stuff to talk uh, about. As you, yeah. real quick, as you know, you can find us at Battleship Retention. That's uh, where all our movie reviews and uh, podcasts are. Uh, you can email us at davidatbattleshipretention dot com or tyleratbattleshipretention dot com. I'm on Twitter at Davy pretension Tyler is at Tyler Pretention. Um Tyler, you have another podcast called More Than One Lesson. That's true. Yes, uh, we recently,
0: uh, in the spirit of the Oscars, we do this all year long. Uh, we. Have been talking about the, the various best picture winners through the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just posted a mini-sode about Patton, 19, uh, best Ooh. picture 1970.
1: Uh, nice. my other podcast about television it's called Hey Watch This with Paul and David uh, this week we were talking about Lucifer and Children's Hospital mm-hmm. oh nice Brandy where can people find you and your work and your album okay. on the internet so
2: I have a podcast called Lady to Lady um, with Barbara Gray and Tess Barker and guys really like our show It's like it sounds like it's only for women it's not guys really like it we actually had
0: a guy write it's it all like you know periods and yeah so it's and just shit. talking
2: about thighs um,
0: <laughs>
2: in this voice all the time um, that's my lady voice. I use it only with ladies. <laughs> you guys should feel really happy. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate. It. <laughs> um, get to see behind the curtain a little bit. Um, thanks bro. Yeah. Hey, you got it, dude. That's my guy voice. <laughs> I use it only with guys. <laughs> uh, gender is fluid guys. Just be whatever you want. I'm Miley Cyrus. <laughs> um, but like we actually had a guy write into lady to lady like three months ago that was like, I was going through a really bad divorce when I found lady to lady and you guys are the reason that i'm not an mra asshole <laughs> so we are uh just changing the world one yeah. potential cra- one, monster at a time yeah. it's, <laughs> it's
0: crazy how that stuff happens yeah like yeah. just you're just doing this you're just doing this podcast mm-hmm. for fun and and then someone says hey this thing meant and like everything uh, to me like yeah. on my other show like there have been episodes that i record i'm like. Mm. Yeah, wasn't happy with that one. Mm-hmm. And someone's like, "That's exactly what I needed." It's yeah. like, "All right, never mind." All right, cool. Uh, yeah, well, I guess I guess I'm wrong.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, but Lady to Lady is also uh it's a live show. If you live in LA, we do it uh, at the UCB Sunset every couple of months, and then at uh the Improv once a month. Um, you can find us at Lady to Lady Comedy on Facebook. Um, and then I also have a li- live show that I do in LA and travel with a little bit called Picture This. That is comedians paired up with the animators, um, mm. uh, and they live animate your jokes behind you during your set. Um. Um, and that is monthly at the Virgil in Los Angeles and then we kind of travel and do that with, at certain festivals and picture this show on Facebook is where you can find that or follow me on everything. My uh, Twitter handle is Brandazzle, or add me on Facebook Brandy with an IE Posey with an EY. Uh, I'm plugging him getting exhausted uh, <laughs> and I have my, my first album is coming out on February 17th but it will be available to pre-order on uh, February 3rd on iTunes uh, it's called Opinion Cave um, and uh, you have to listen to it to find out why and uh, I self-produced it myself I feel really really good about it Jackie Cation mm-hmm. uh, wrote, she wrote me She uh, I sent it to her uh, to give it a listen and she wrote me back today and she was like this is very smart interesting and funny so jackie cation approved um i it's it's a really good album and then also we have i did a bonus track on the end of it where i remixed one of my jokes with karen kilgariff and drennan davis because all my favorite albums when i was a kid a big ska fan from back in the day Uh all my favorite albums had like weird bonus tracks and i wanted to like pay homage to that by doing like a weird joke remix
1: did you (laughs) when you say you're you're into ska would that include like ska core like, yeah. Were you a less than Jake fan is what I'm saying.
2: Uh, they're my first favorite band. Yes.
1: And so, you know about the album that has the weird hidden track at the beginning.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So weird. Oh yeah.
1: And I like, cause no one it's ever it to f- to, it's hard to find it. Yeah. You have to hit rewind when yeah. the first track starts in mm-hmm. order to find the hidden track. Wow. Yeah. That's neat. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Super cool. Yeah. Less than Jake was like my, uh, one of the most important bands to me in the world. Yeah. They, they are
1: first, uh, i I couldn't tell you how many times, but um maybe in terms of bands I've seen live, probably second only to the mountain goats have I seen less than Jake? yeah,
2: I've seen it's like them and real big Fish are the two that I've probably seen the most like i'm I've seen them so many times. they're the best.
1: See, I existed on some weird line when I loved less than Jake, but somehow decided I was too cool for real big fish.
2: <laughs> I was like, <laughs> a lot of people felt <laughs> that way. There. Yeah. Um, well, I think it was just like, I was, I was like in marching band. So like the, the horns from, from real big fish appealed to me. Yeah. Plus their songs are like, written from like a dark, funny place that like the comedian right. and me
1: always really appreciated. <clears throat> Did you, uh, or do you like, uh, voodoo glow skulls? Yeah. Yeah. Love them. Yeah.
2: I'm like, I'm like still deep in disguise. I love it. There's an, a band called the South Central Skankers. That's a, from Los Angeles. That's really great. Check them out. Okay. I, I was just up at Sketchfest in, um, in San Francisco. And, uh, I saw Maya Rudolph ha- right now has a thing that she does. Uh, it's a band called princess where she does Prince cover songs Uh-huh. And And it's just her running a cover band. There's, like, no Mm -hmm. bit. It's just her, like, dressed in purple, just singing Prince. And I was like, if I... Ever got to a point that I could do that, it would be with the specials. Like that's what I would do. Uh I would just sing the specials and like it wouldn't do a character. I would just like wear a little suit and skank on stage. (laughs) That was yeah. my
1: my my parents were not concert goers, so I never went to a concert growing up. My first concert was in ninety seven, I think, when the specials reunited. Was Mm -hmm. that ninety six or ninety seven? Whenever that was that was the first concert I ever attended in my life, was the specials.
2: Probably so fun, right?
1: Yeah, it was a blast.
2: Oh, man, I love the specials so much.
1: I yeah, saw so It was at Mississippi Nights in downtown St. Louis. Nice. That's the name of the club. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. Um, Nights with a K? Uh, no, I think it okay. was Mississippi Nights. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. Mississippi Nights with a K is probably right. a uh,
0: <laughs> right supremacy group. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Probably, without a doubt. Yeah, you don't want really to get so, those confused. Um,
1: oh, one last plug for my new podcast. that's all about the lines at Comic-Con and White Privilege.
2: Oh. It's <laughs> called
1: Comic-Con Lines and White Privilege. Uh, it'll be on iTunes shortly. Um Thank you so much for being here. Of
2: course. Anytime. This is a blast. This Lots of was fun. a
1: blast. This <laughs> is right up my alley. Go All right. Oscars. <laughs> uh, yeah. I
0: don't like ending on that, but All okay. Right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye.